Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out yet another Woke and Baked. And today, my guest is the one and only Young Hump of Digital Underground. And today, we're talking about all things Digital Underground. We're talking about the legend Shock G. We're talking about the superior lyricist that is Saphir. We're talking about Tupac. We are talking about all kinds of things. We're getting some low-down information on the loonies that you may or may not have known prior to this conversation. Man, there is so much that we learn in this conversation. And if you are a fan of West Coast hip-hop, you are really, really going to dig this conversation. I, I can't say enough about it. I can tell you that Young Hump is one hell of a guest. He's got great energy. I could listen to him talk and, and tell rap stories all day. And I think that he's a, he's a man that could definitely hang out and tell rap stories all day long. You understand when you listen to him speak why he was handpicked by Shock G to play the role and to be the nose in front of the microphone, giving the world proper instruction in the uh, in the Humpty Dance. He's our guy. He is our window into the universe that is Digital Underground. All right. I can tell you that this is one of the most fun conversations that I've had with an artist, but because it happened on Instagram and because I live in Alaska and sometimes the internet is good, sometimes it's shit. And in the beginning of this, it was shit, but we figured it out. And that said, ladies, gents, and others, check out my conversation with the one and the only young hump. However, one of the things that we learn in this conversation is that there have been multiple Humpty Humps, and we learn some surprising names behind the notes. One of them really took me by surprise, and I think when you hear it, you will also be taken by surprise. I also recommend you check out some music from Saphir. I will include some links in the description. In fact, I'm going to include a lot of links to a lot of music in the description. So if you are a longtime fan of Digital Underground or you've never heard of Digital Underground, be sure you check out the description because there will be some YouTube links in there for you to check out some music, some videos, get to know what the hell we're talking about so you can understand, appreciate, stream, and as they say, run them numbers up. All right, ladies, gents, and others, have a great day and enjoy my guest, the one and only Young Hump of Digital Underground. Have a great day. Man, I can't wait to talk about music, and that's the only thing I want to talk about. Yes. Good to see you. Yes. So back to what's the, what's the next question? Let's get past that other subject matter, King. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So we were talking, uh, one of the questions... Hey, by the way, remind me your name, bro, bro. Bill. Just playing Big Bill. Bill. Yeah. Shout out to my man, Big Billy, Billy Dance. Man, cool human being. Yeah, he is. Billy yeah, is. is one of the, like, one of the coolest folks I've met on the internet. I mean, in a... Big in a, facts. He's a Big smart... Facts. Oh, shit, yo, I seen no vultures up in here, man. Shout... Yo, I man, I never wanted to be somewhere as bad as I wanted to be there that night. You, you know, Yuck Mouth and Numbskull was having some intense problems in it, and my man. man no vultures, my man, and no vultures. Yes, no vultures, King. My man, you know, what I mean, was doing his his solid part to help to mediate that. You know what I mean? And, and through his efforts, and I'm sure a lot of other town legends and rap icons, you know, niggas figured the shit out. And they they got on stage and rocked. I texted. Because at first, well, this is a funny part, yo. This is a funny part. You're going to laugh at this. We all thought it was like numb because numb posted a little clip. We all thought he was posting an old video, man. Me and I spoke to Raz. We both thought it was an old clip. Like, oh, this nigga just posting it. You know, like posting a clip of him because it's a clip. Uh, numb posted was like him on stage rocking. 
So at first, we just think he's posting the clip and rocking. But then, appreciate you too, family. We got to do an interview one of these days. But I was going to say, yeah, so I'm, we looking at the clip. Wait a minute. That's how Yuck is, is wearing his beard right now. Like, I'm like looking at this, this hair. I'm like, wait a minute. No, that's that. that. Because his hair be growing, so it's, it's it's a certain length. I'm like, yo, that's – and then and then, and then and then No Bolts was posting the official, like, last night. Wow. And, um, yeah, it's beautiful, man. So bless up to them, man. The Bloonies, we got a show with them, I think. It's either September or early October, and, and, and I'm so excited for that. So excited. So Yuckamouth, uh, my, my friend uh, um, Alton is right. Yeah, Yuckamouth comes up to Alaska on a pretty regular basis. He uh, right. uh, cannabis. Uh, but it's really good to And, yeah, and, 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 let me add this. And I want to add this, too. That's Digital Underground family. Because not just family, like, oh, that's the fam, but, like, family. Like, 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 Numb performed before as Humpty Hump on stage with Shock. Like, <laughs> like, they have been, I'm the seventh, I'm the seventh Hump. Shock was the first hump. Between Shock and me, there were five other people. Now, the truth of it is, there's three humps that are like the 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 the, the, the that have been like significant. Shock D, obviously, his brother Kent, who is the one you see in the video for the same gang when they performed on Arsenio Hall. If you, if you look at the uh, if you look at the cover of the greatest hits, whenever you see Shock and another hump in a photograph that's kent and then from kent to when i came along there were people that did it at live show things cletus mack did it on on the radio one time over the phone because i believe shock wasn't there and they had to do something like that so a couple people have put it on but i'm the only person that really as it was told to me i'm the only person that really like you know really really took it on and done everything like live show because shock would come off stage sometimes and, and, and rap the part while somebody else would lip sync it. Like I'm I'm like the I'm like the second hump in terms of like actually really doing the full, full, full thing on stage, recording songs, etc. But but numb we did it did it once or twice. And uh and and, and, and yeah and, and 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 basically you know the DU a lot of people not grasping the history. It's like in the history of Bay Area music you know what I mean? You know, it all starts basically with Too Short and then E-40 and then Hammer and, and Digital. That's that's the foundation. That's the Mount Rushmore. So it's like Digital, they mentored a lot of people. You know what I mean? And among those people, you know what I mean? I mean, th th it wasn't like uh, it wasn't like recording contracts and shit, but just put it in context. context Shock G produced on the first Looney's album. And he did the, the shock Jesus behold the, the incredible song 5150, which to me is 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 top five songs shock produced that you gotta play for people so you can see the keyboard work on that song is fucking phenomenal. Little baby Jonas he was having it. But um but yeah so so that's the thing. So 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 Looney's is really connected to digital in a real way like that. In a real way. I am, I am, I am surprised and uh, like I had no idea. That's one. That's easily the coolest thing I heard today. Probably going to be the coolest thing I hear this week. I had no idea that uh, that, that Numbskull was Humpty Hump. That's so cool. That's a that's that's um. That's, yeah, I think I think he did it once skin color you gotta you know it's like 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 Humpty is a skinny nigga so you can't be you know a, 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 a you can't be a muscular motherfucker you know trying to be Humpty Hump it don't work you gotta be skinny you gotta be you gotta um, be, you gotta be so oh, oh no we back are we connected I hear you yep yeah. ah, and I hear you 
right. Um, okay, this really, might work. Really, um, about the foundational elements. Um, what were you? What do you think are some of the foundational elements of this one? Um, open-mindedness and inclusivity. Like, it's a party. Everybody, if you're cool, you can come fuck with it. It don't matter if you're an old lady, an old white lady, a young black man, a middle-aged Chinese woman, you know, a twice-removed from the family Lithuanian, you know, immigrant, you know, an Ethiopian uh, 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 aunt, uh, a motherfucking Nicaraguan step sister, whatever. If you if you cool, we fucking with you. So that's like off the top. Is that like because it's easy to think that everybody's like that, but a lot of people ain't like it. And let's just get right to it. A lot of the music at that time was very divisive. Still is, but. You know, even within like, you know, you know, there was a time, man, you know, you were white man. You know what I mean? There's a lot of, there was a time at that time in hip hop when they came out, a lot of niggas was kicking that fuck the white man shit. You know what I mean? Digital underground wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, and that's real shit. Shock was always like, you know, because he, you know, he's the, he was the, you know, the, the, the architect of all. It was big, important to him that everybody knew they was welcome. You ain't have to be a gangster. You ain't have to be from the ghetto. You ain't have to be hip hop. You just had to be cool. You ain't cool. We not fucking with you. Get out of there. But like, you can't party. But you know, like everybody has that. You know that cool grandma. You would see videos and be a cool grandma, and she just kind of dancing because she's just fun and she don't know shit about no goddamn, you know, hip hop shit. She's just cool and she just having fun. Real motherfuckers is gonna be like, I fuck with her. She don't need to know who Rock Kim is or or know about Jada Kiss what he did at the verses. She's just down because she's just got the energy. That's the spirit of Digital Underground. That's like the essence of Digital Underground. Now, then going beyond that, it's a funk thing. It's a funk thing. Our party stems from a funk place. So, you know, it's funk. It's got to be funky. You know what I mean? And like, look, I'm going to say this right here because it don't get said enough. A lot of people be thinking shit is dope means it's funky. Like, it's rappers that are dope as fuck that ain't funky. Some of your favorite rappers that are like, I mean, I'm talking to the viewer, like your, some of the nicest niggas that ever rapped are not funky at all. They're just amazingly good rappers. Funk is a particular thing. I don't have a whole lot of time to explain it because it's kind of unexplainable, but at the same time, it doesn't need to be explained. It's something that's felt, but you know what I mean? Some rappers are funky, some rappers aren't. Some dancers are funky. Doesn't mean there's some amazing dancers that just dance well, but it's not funky. It's like, so Digital Underground is coming from a funk aesthetic. So the funk is there. That's why it endures because so many people feel that shit and it was, it was funkier. Like, and that's why you look at who, who Digital Underground fucked with. Digital Underground fucked with EPMD because that shit was funky. You know, uh, Digital Underground fucked with, um, you know, certain, so you get what I'm saying. So, 100%. So, so that was another another foundational element of DU was that it had to be funky and that it was fun, open-minded, party, you know, sexy, which comes with the aforementioned thing, but just so it's clear, not no, 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 no goobers, ain't no goobers playing funk music and party, you know, these motherfuckers is on some sexy shit. That's what it was about. That's what it was about. You know, and intelligent. And intelligent too, not just funky and 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 and, and uh and shallow. It's deep, deep funk. You know what I mean? Deep funk. <laughs> um. So, could you uh, if you're looking at uh, Digital Underground's catalog, and you had to pick out three to five songs um, that you thought people needed to hear. Uh, they died. Oh, that's easy. Um, the Humpty Dance, Do What You Like, and Kiss You Back. And the thing about that is the Humpty Dance is just for the obvious reasons. 
every single human being that's ever heard the Humpty Dance is better for it because it's just a song. That song is just like, it's like, it's like Michael Jackson Thriller. When you hear it, it just brings your ass some just shit. Like, oh, it's like, it's like eating a strawberry. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, that's the world I get to live in. I'm here in this time. I'm, I'm allowed to experience this. Thank you. So then do what you like. I mean, the same can be said for all these songs, but that's really the one that's just, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a light beam missile of just funk and fun and just enthusiastic shit. Um, and, and, and it's, it's just humility in it too. And, 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 you know, do what you like is the same, but specifically do what you like. It's the attitude about the message like the Humpty dance you could say it has a message and it does but it's not a message driven song the song is not driven by a message the song is driven by a need to touch your ass the Humpty dance is like being hugged by your favorite older relative when you're a child like when you're a child and you look up to your uncle or your aunt like if you're usually, you know what I mean? That like your godmother, whoever, just somebody you love that you don't see all the time, and then just they just hug your ass, and you're just so happy to look like look at them, or like your, or like if you had like a like a friend who had a dog and you love that dog, and you go in their house, that dog sees you and just runs up excited. That's the motherfucking Humpty dance. It's just this this hug. It's like you just been hugged by this shit. Do what you like is a message driven song. Like we are teaching your ass how to have fun. It's like the message is you can do what you like and I'm going to teach your motherfucking ass to have fun. That's what what you like is. It's really instructional. You know what I mean? Have a cracker with a spread of cheddar cheese. Have a pomegranate. You don't need to say please do what you like. It's like it's like it's like it's like it's, it's almost like teaching a child, look, you can enjoy your life. Here, do what you like. Now, Kiss You Back is like the romantic equivalent to that song. It's teaching people about the proper etiquette, rule, unspoken rules, and rules that need to be clarified within the context of dating, regardless of how you identify sexually. It's just like a, a, a fair exchange ain't a robbery. You know, I just feel good inside, and it's just from your nearness. Ain't no need for you to fear this. Kiss me, I'll kiss you back. So it's instructional, but it's more of a clarification. So that type of shit is fucking priceless, man. So those three songs are like, like that's the jewel of Digital Underground. I'm biased. I'm part of Digital Underground. So like, what am I going to say? Digital Underground is regular. Of course I'm not. But I would say this shit if a motherfucker asked me. There's only so many artists, groups that really have given songs that are that useful to motherfuckers as humans. Like, you can really use that shit. There's a lot of songs you just listen to when they feel good and nigga popping his shit and he's telling you how Liddy got it and what he's cracking and what he gonna do if niggas fuck with him and we love it and energy, energy, great. But you walk away from that motherfucker with what? a detailed description of how dope that nigga thinks he is and probably is 75%. You're not necessarily walking away. Only certain artists, that's why people speak so highly of people like E-40 for giving you game. People like, you know, various artists that people speak about, they give you game and give you wisdom and lessons. That's why I speak so highly to Wu-Tang Clan. You know what I mean? Digital Underground is really right there, but it's more of like a fun party etiquette like there's a lot of etiquette because people can party and get themselves in trouble so when you party you have to be smart and make sure you don't fuck yourself off and digital underground was big on instructing people like yeah we wild and partying but check it out like we make sure we do it the right way we don't step on nobody's toes you know what i'm saying and that's important so that that's that's what i would say the three songs are uh, 
now I, uh, one of the things that uh, MJ said uh, was NFTs. You should wait till money. You should wait till Money B gets on to talk about that because he's really good at that stuff. I'm over here not so equipped, but I'm pro NFTs. We out here, but one's got the sauce. That's Web three Money B. I appreciate. It. Um, so, do you have um? Do you have a particular album from Digital Underground that you that really sticks out to you? Like for me, uh, one of the things I was talking about with Sex Packets is kid. Like the, yeah, I, dude that was trying to hook up sister. Kid, but I got the CD and great. Uh, but for the longest time, I thought Sex Packets were couldn't wait to buy one at the gas station. That's so funny. Yo, that's hilarious. Uh, and, it, man, yeah, I mean, I was, it's sex packets. I mean, you know, truth be told, most of, not all, but most of the, the most like the finest of the finest artists, most of them, it, their first album is the one. Like you, we talk about Illmatic, they talk about Reasonable Doubt, they talk about Ready to Die, they talk about you know Pac. It's a little bit of a different situation. Pac people tend to stop, you know speak of uh, uh, Me Against the World, but you know that's why I said most of. You know same thing with Redman. Most people prefer Muddy Waters, you know what I mean? Like, but, but, but most motherfuckers, you know, Ice Cube is a good example, but some people say Death Certificate, some people say America's Most. It's kind of like a split, you know? Um, so, yeah, Sex Packets. I mean, it's got Humpty Dance, it's got Do What You Like, it's got Freaks of the Industry, it's got, I mean, go on and on. It's like, but just those three songs right there are, you know, I say the top five digital underground songs those are three right there. I would put Kiss You Back next, and then I would probably spend five hours trying to figure out which would be the next song. I can't say right now. Um, I mean, I might fuck around and say some shit like Oregano Flow, but I don't know. I'd have to really think about it. But definitely Humpty Dance, Do What You Like, and Freaks the Industry is without even thinking. And then it's Kiss You Back for me. And then after number four, I got to really sit and go do some shit. I might say tie the knot. I might be, you know, oh, oh, no, excuse me, same song. I'm going to say same song. Conversation done. Same song. So, and that's off the set, you know what I mean? So, but yeah, so it's, it's, it's um, yeah. The historical value of same song alone is, is uh, that's a, it's that's a tone for everything to come. Um, Fun fact about that is I was trying to get Money B to, 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 Money B, I thought that that was the, the, the last time we saw Dre and Easy e together in a video. And Mun thinks that video was done before the video for Always Into Something. He's not 100% sure because who can be with things like that? But he's, he's, he's pretty sure. So either way, if that wasn't the last time they were on camera, it's one of the last times. I mean, that scene with Money B's rapping and Dre and Easy are sitting behind him watching. I mean, that shit is like it don't get no more. A lot of people don't really understand the the, the level of titans that these niggas are. You know what I mean? Like I'm just lucky to be down with these motherfuckers. You know what I mean? I'm just glad that I can fill in where I'm needed. You know what I mean? And, and help out. You know what I mean? But it's like like I'm watching Money B. Busting his rap, walking, Dre and Easy E is sitting there on the side with Dan Aykroyd watching him bust like they the background honorized niggas. And I'm like, damn, you know, I never, never lose track of who I'm rolling with. It's motherfucking money B. For anybody out there listening, flood the comments. Um, I'm just, I've gotten so much here that I, I didn't, uh, I didn't, I, I wasn't prepared for it. Yeah, I'm a wild, I'm a wild boy. I'm a There's wild a boy. Dropping gem after gem after gem. Yeah, so like all of these songs, they're all, um, they're all very much educational and real life educational. You only get one ticket, man. So you know, do what you like. You 
it's almost like a libertarian like enjoy it make it yes. happen no one is going to make you happy for you you have to do it yourself and see mm -hmm. and even you go same song when you really grab the, the message of that song the message is that it's it's all around the world it's the same song like we all out here you know trying to live our life have fun you know what i mean do what we do stay strong prosper live long and prosper all of that and then in the middle of that song Pac coming in for the first time like 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 shock verse humpy's verse money b's verse they kicking the verse of like nigga we on we popping Freaky diggy, be right. Matter of fact, I'll be right back. I feel like you know, uh, chicken on the girl in the limo. Oops, you know, just niggas is just having fun. Like, they just they just clown, they just mun and shock and humpy are just clowning. Pac comes on the song as a young, hungry nigga trying to get in the game. Now, I clown around when I, when I come around with the underground first ball. Then, the second after he says that first ball, he immediately takes you into the the retrospective struggle. Girls that used to frown say I'm down when I come around. Gas me, and when they pass me, they used to diss me, harass me, but now they ask me if they can kiss me. Then he gets super uh, reflective. People change. Wait, uh, 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 ask me, and now they ask me if they can kiss me. Get some fame. People change. Want to live their life high. Same song. Can't go wrong if I play the nice guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he just goes, uh, uh, now that we became strong, I remain still the same. Why? Because it's the same song. Like, that song, like, his verse just sneaks in, like, the last verse of the song is like a message. Digital's different, man. It's a different type of thing because name a song, name another. I challenge any listener watching this shit. Find me a song where there's punk. It goes, it goes, it goes, it goes, it goes. Shock, punk, money be punk, pock. Find me another song where the fifth verse is a message, and all four verses preceding that are just clowning. Find me that, and I'll fucking cash after you some shit. Because you're not going to find it. That's some, you were talking about discography. Like, niggas don't do that. You ain't going to find no song with four niggas snapping, 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 snapping. And then the fifth motherfucker says, oh, by the way, the closest you're going to find to that is a, is a Dungeon Family posse cut where Andre 3000 comes in left field. But it's not really the same thing as if Cujo's on that motherfucker. Cujo already had some something he's you know you know what i mean like and, and, and it wasn't some party shit it wasn't party it would be like they were just talking some like that, i'm thinking of that song gangster shit you really want to get some gangster shit do you really want to know some gangster shit where andre comes in different but they talking some gangster shit it's not the same thing as like we clowning we clowning we clowning and it's not the, and, and so the listeners who are paying attention no it's i'm not subject like humpty has messages shock has messages what's up with the love you know, Humpty got message. No nose job. Money B got message. Like the motherfuckers got messages in raps. But that song, Shock and Hump and Mun were clowning. And then Pac comes in at the end, pitch hitter. Is that what they call it? Baseball? The nigga at the end just comes in and just serves them with a message. So digital's different, man. Like motherfuckers don't need it. The motherfuckers need to do their homework, man. Next question. <laughs> Uh, well, this is, um, did you get to hear, um, yo, you, you got, you got, you saw that over, what, saw that over what? Okay. So shock was probably, if we're, we're, we're being open, I can't. There, there aren't too many guys who are more musical than Shock. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, 
Yo, you 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 breaking up? You said there was guys ain't too music ain't as musical as Shock G. What you say after that? Yeah, I'm saying that 100. A lot. Shock G was a very musical guy. He was a very a very musical artist. He's a very talented uh, instrumentalist. Did you? I'm just curious about what his what what he was making, what um what experimental stuff he was making um. Ah, okay. Of, of, of okay. Young Hump. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. Um, he was, he had a trio with him, Pee Wee from Digital Underground and from uh, Dangerous Crew, multi-instrumentalist Pee Wee, and DJ Fuse from, of course, Digital Underground and Raw Fusion, Money Beat. And um, it was a trio. And they were doing a lot of stuff. I mean, they would they would perform. Uh, they would they would cover a Nirvana song, t- t- Teen Spirit. On occasion, they would dabble into some of the work of artists like Bad Brains and you know uh, Claude Debussy, and uh, they had a. Uh, acoustic rendition of a Trick Daddy song covered in 6-8 and um, also depending on the venue and the size of the venue if Shock could get his hands on a proper organ they would cover some of Sophia's songs without vocals so it really just depended on what was going on with them um, but yeah basically he was he was, he was doing his thing man he was doing his thing and just having fun and just playing other music and other things. And you know, they would they would they would touch, you know, one or two songs, but it was just it wasn't the digital digital hits that people it wasn't a digital show. So that's what they was doing. Yeah. And um, you know, shock was but then, you know, also for all the listeners, uh some solo piano songs that came out this year. I mean, he was recording solo piano projects and, you know, the brother could really, really play the piano at a level where legendary jazz musicians would listen to him play and be like, yo, he's amazing. So he wasn't just a, um, because there's a lot of people, no disrespect to anybody, but I'm going to call it like I call it so it's, so, it's, so, it's, so it's clear. There's a lot of people that can play, you know, some basic shit they sit down in front of a fucking piano or bass or whatever and they're performing for people that don't know it's like if you don't know rap right if you don't know rap and you watch somebody do some basic raps you know like for example if we went right now to like I don't want to be disrespectful man but I'll just say there are places in the world where they don't know nothing about no busing so you put some basic, like, remedial raps, some shit that was simple. This was shit that was simple when, 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 when Busy B was listening to it. Like, that's basic. You know what I mean? Back then, like, there are people that will be impressed by that. There are people that will be impressed by simple shit because they don't know any better. And, you know, in the world of live musicianship, especially today, you know, it's the truth, and I say this just strictly to educate people. You got a lot of people that grew up listening to, they never saw people play music live with instruments at, at, a, at, a, at, a, at a high quality level. They may have seen them one a couple times, somebody sit up on stage and sing a song with a guitar, and they go, boom, you know, I feel like, boom, or they go, boom, they're not seeing motherfuckers doing all this shit. They're not seeing motherfuckers burn. Shock could burn. He could play that fast shit. And that's what I'm trying to say. So no disrespect to all the people sitting down at instruments and they want to have, they want to do a little something. But Shock was at a higher level. Like you as a rap fan, you know, understand. And for those of you who understand, think of it like the difference between the way Feral Monch raps and the way the nigga on the Pringles commercial raps. You know what I mean? It's different. It's different levels. It's way the fuck up there. You know what I mean? The Pringles commercial nigga is not doing what 
Pharaoh can do, just like a lot of these motherfuckers standing on stage with a nice outfit on, holding an instrument and ain't doing nothing with it, ain't doing what Shock G would do when Shock G would run out rehearsal studios and play piano from BM to five in the All that piano, that's him playing all that shit. Okay, so we're running into one of those places where the internet is getting a little bit sketchy. I I hear hear you now. I hear you now. Um, And I think that one of the things that's important to talk about when you talk about a, a band like Digital Underground is is the musicality. Um, full on band and Shock G was an orchestrator. Like he he was I don't know. I don't know if he, had, if he knew what the song sounded like before he started it, but he did a really good job of organizing. Um now, one thing, did you say that they covered some Did I say what? Say it again. You said, just so I wanted, uh, just so I heard it right, did you say that they would cover Saphir, like boxcar sessions, Saphir? Yo, I was bugging. I was having, I was capping. But here's the thing, though. I threw that out there for a reason. I mean, he definitely was covering Nirvana songs. I don't know about everything else I said after that. I was just having fun. Like, because I can't remember what other shit he was playing. But, you know, Shock would, would want me to do that because he, he's, he was like that. But here's the thing, though. I'm going to segue since you asked about my brother, Saphir, who I love to death. And Saphir, in my opinion, if I was making, if I was responsible for populating a new foreign planet with hip hop and they gave me you could choose 10 MCs and you could go and like take them like, you know, like some, some science fiction movie shit. You could go through time. He's living or dead at any point in history. That DNA. And I would pick Saphir would be one of the 10. Like Saphir is, is that motherfucker. Microphone. Like he's, he's, he's such a, you know, I come from a jazz background, so I appreciate the things that Saphir does that not everybody was built to understand. But, but that connects to what you were saying about musicality because, see, when Saphir came out, a lot of people didn't understand his style. But see, Shock knew he was a genius because Shock could hear that shit. And then to the, to the group and Shock, you know, produced and, you know, and produced, I mean, the Mr. No-No EP, um, I mean, the first, the first Saphir album is produced entirely by... Um, uh, his name was at the time. Time was Jay Z. DJ Jay Z. So who, who's from Digital Underground? So so, but Shock produced on his later albums, and um, just I what? hope we didn't lose him. I'm gonna lose my shit if we lost Young Hunt again. Can you? I I. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I hear you. You keep coming in and out. I hate the internet. Oh, in but you hear me though. I'm just gonna go. You hear me though. You hear me though. I hate you, Alaskan internet. You, do you hear me so right much. now? Do you hear me right now? I hear you now. Now it's beautiful. Do you hear me? Okay. I so the third that. The, Boy Sophia was a one of a one. I could hear you. Innovative hear you. and yes. Shock brought him in with a lot of people. The Golden State album with him and Exhibit and Rascast might be the greatest supergroup that never dropped a record. Three Card Molly is one of my favorite hip hop songs of all time. Um, Forty Days and Forty Nights is a great album, but I I, I love yeah. Uh, uh, um, Sophia's Sophia's first 
professional appearance was on the song D-Flow, the digital underground song D-Flow. That's the first, his first professional recording. He's a member of Digital Underground. He's in press photos from, 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 from 90, that's 93, I think it's 93. So yeah, no, Safir is part of Digital Underground. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. Digital Underground is like, I mean, Digital Underground boasts everything from Shot G and Money B to Safir to Tupac. You know what I mean? Like, like just the, just the range of having Safir and Tupac in the same group. Woo! That's a hell of a fucking click. Yeah, there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of really really like powerful and like and like existential bars in there. Like, um, and that was one of the things about uh, about Saphir's delivery is that um, I don't know it was it was very it was it almost sounded like he was breakdancing on top of the beat. Like he um, he didn't have a like there wasn't a delivery per se, but it was, it was, his voice was the instrument, if that makes sense. Yeah, he was awesome. He was, he was, he was consciously, he had a mission. He rapped with a mission to be a distinct, innovative presence. He didn't do, because he can rap to the beat easy. It's fucking easy to rap to the beat. It's it's difficult to, to to it's difficult to not rap to the beat when you can. If you can't rap to the beat, then, then you can't rap. But if you can rap to the beat and you can't and you try to rap not to the beat, that's difficult. And not saying that he always wasn't to the beat, because he was sometimes, but sometimes he wasn't and it was intentional. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he was a different he was a different um that's why guys like Pharaoh Monch and guys like that were big fans of his. You know, like 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 he, he like the illest motherfuckers that ever rapped were, were paying attention to Saphir. You know, little goofy motherfuckers that couldn't hear it were talking shit. The same was like that with fucking John Coltrane when he was alive, man. You know what I mean? Saphir, Saphir is, is 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 one of the um he's one of the rarest motherfuckers ever, man. And he's a part of DU, man, and, and shock produced a bunch of shit for him on his the second album hit list he produced on he produced on the mr no no ep and various things man there's, there's, there's you google shock d and Sophia, there's a lot of shit that's going to come up to say the least <laughs> when you get off google Sophia and shock v you'll see you'll come across some things that will blow your mind that i promise oh, going to this is the, the the research for the notes in this particular conversation is going to be a lot of fun um if you were if you were as a fan of like you're you're, you're a digital underground guy who's who is also a fan of digital underground can you point to um some of their influences someone is a fan of digital underground who else should they listen to um before uh 1989 and who should they listen to like in, in the after digital underground like as far as artists that were influenced by Digital Underground? Mm. Um, oh, I'll tell you, before, you just go right to EPMD. Just go right to EPMD. And, you know, EPMD and Too Short. Really EPMD. Um, I was going to say, after, I'll tell you like this. There's an interlude on YouTube. Type in the Humpty Dance Awards. The Humpty Dance Awards answers that question with a thoroughness that is rarely seen in any media or arts. It's with it, 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 it specifically addresses the subject of who Digital Underground has influenced. So just Google the Humpty Dance Awards. And for everybody listening, it's it's an interlude that's about a minute and a half long with Tupac and Shock D and Humpty Hump talking. And and they explain the influence of Digital Underground very well. Well, 
the Humpty Dance is uh, one of, if not the most um, so going through the, the Who Sampled website at the end of this is going to be really interesting to see. Yeah, yeah. Google, Google, just listen to the Humpty Dance Awards. It's all right there. All right. I, I absolutely do that. Um, yeah. I think um, the Humpty Dance is one of the most, if not the most, sampled song um that, that that comes up comes from that is artist um I, go, i'm going through the who sample page tonight's going to be a lot of fun do you have like sorry where i live i live on a dirt road and a dude is riding a little little like weird mini bus down my road strange time Live, I live off of dirt road in Alaska. Uh, it don't bother me none. Perfect. Um, so far, um, with Digital Underground, do you have a particular uh, country that you've toured in? Um, I have only toured thus far in uh, the United With Digital Underground, I've only toured so far in the United States of America. Finland, uh, uh, Hungary, uh, Netherlands, and Sweden. I will say without question, I had the most fun in Sweden. I got some records, I got some pussy, I got some clothes. The show was, we body bagged the show. I had the, one of the best eggs I ever had in my life at the hotel. QD3 came through. The water was fresh. The tap water coming out of the sink was fresher than the shit they have at Whole Foods out here. It, it snowed lightly, so I got to walk through the streets with records in my hand and snow. It was cracking. I loved <laughs> Finland, too. I loved Netherlands. I loved um, Hungary. Hungary was was you know Budapest was, yeah. was 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 such a beautiful city to walk through um all, as 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 all of them were um but Budapest we wanted this beautiful bridge and stuff like that but yeah we haven't really we, we were scheduled to do a Canadian tour in 2020 before everything got weird and um we're trying to get some shit man I'm, I need to get my black ass out to London because I ain't been out there forever since I was a kid. I need to get out to Japan. We we need to get out to and Korea. I'm, you know, I, I, I can't wait, man. I can't Did wait. You, Australia. Split through Sweden. Did you just, like, slip in that QD3 uh, stopped in uh, uh, in Sweden? Like, you slipped that in. Like, that was, like, that's not, like, a cool thing. Like, for those of you that. Uh, oh, it was very cool. QD3. That's why I, meant, that's why I mentioned it. But you just slid in like it was like, oh, and, oh, and QD3, cool guy, great guy, lots of good stories. Um, like you slid in like it was like it just, and he happened to slide through. Like QD3, please, everyone listening ever, look, look up that man and, and look up his discography and look at the artists that he that, that we're still listening to that are easily influenced by him, uh, evidence being one of them, uh, dilated peoples. Just there's a whole other arm that is just attached, uh, associated with Digital Underground. Now that you mentioned, he produced and his yeah, work. He's, he, yeah, he, yeah, he's <laughs> big brother, Evidence and, and and Alchemist. Of course, big up to them. They the they the God fuck with them heavy. Uh, um, I was gonna say, of course, he produced um, uh, Live and Die in L.A. for Tupac. He produced uh, Just Another Day. Too short, which is which is one of my favorite two short songs. That's a classic off Getting Where You Fit In. Um, he produced, man, he produced a bunch of shit. He produced some shit for Money B. He produced the song. It was an album with a, uh, it was a, I forget the name of the album, but it was like an NBA, like players rap album. It was like an album that had like, like after Shaquille O'Neal dropped the album, all the other niggas that rap was like, I rap too. 
and they did like an album where each like different motherfuckers. Cedric Sabalos had a song, and this one had. And, and anyways, uh, uh, Jason Kidd had a song with Money B, produced by by QD3. And um, yeah, he, he his credits go on and on. And QD3, there's something I'm not even seeing even coming to my mind right now. He he's he's one of them guys. Yeah. He he did a lot of uh, a lot of the the, um, the later stuff for in, in auction, if I'm not mistaken. A lot of a lot of the that stuff was done by QD three. If I'm mistaken, it worked. A, a, a lot of what? Say it again. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of the um, a lot of the the um, like the the later stuff in Tupac's career was Tupac, done. right, right, right. Uh, a lot of that that soundtrack work, um, uh, um, gosh, uh, it's, uh, there's the one with Jim Belushi. It's escaping me at the moment, but yeah, he a lot of a gang lot related, of gang related. Um, but then there was, but not traffic. But the one with uh, Gridlock. Gridlock was one one of my favorites. Uh, just oh my god, he, he and Tim Roth were so good in that film. The the two of them. Um, Great film. Go watch it. Everyone watch it. Uh, Fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, so what did you think? What did I think of what? The Netherlands. Like, my favorite, like, I, I grew up on Central Europe. So, like, the Central Europe, uh, the Netherlands, like, I, I like that I can fuck with and understand. I love the Netherlands. You know, what's um, funny, I, I love the Netherlands. The thing about the Netherlands, though, is that's the place of, of those places I went that I got to see the least of. Like, meaning, like, I really got to see Stockholm and Budapest and a little, and, and, and a pretty good amount of Finland. But the Netherlands show, I remember, it was like, it was in a more like, like, way out place so i didn't get to anything you would go to netherlands to see i didn't see it was like landing somewhere and then we had to go like to some outskirt area and i was just so so i I loved it don't get me wrong but it wasn't really like i saw the netherlands like i didn't see any of that any of the red light any of that like all that touristy weed sitting none of no i was like in some rural distant shit that was like it was like really nothing going on over there, but it was nice because I appreciate solitude and nature and I don't always need to be in a metropolis, but so I really enjoyed it. But just so it's clear, like I didn't experience what most people that go there experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a motherfucker come to LA and they stand way like way up north past the valley and they're not really like in LA they say they're in LA because that's what people view it as. And they flew in the LA airport, but they're not really in LA and they didn't really see or experience LA. They, that's kind of like my experience out there. Whereas the other cities, I was like in the heart. I don't know if I was necessarily in the heart of Finland, but at least where I was at was kind of busy, but I was in the heart of Sweden and um, Budapest. But I love it all. I love that area. I love that area. Beautiful uh, people, good food, vibrations. I think it's important to get out experience that to have those. The, the fact that you you're able to have that experience where I was walking, oh, here, Sweden, like you get to stay at that experience. Important. Um, Absolutely. Now, all right. So, non DU record. Let's let's uh, go specifically to uh, Bay Area. Um, what you say uh, a non uh, that are the best reflection of what Oakland uh, means to him? Specifically, Oakland or the Bay Area as a whole? Say the Bay Area. Man, that's a um. Would have to off top. You have to say "Born to Mac" by Too Short. You can't do anything without that. Um. Um. At this point, 
So I'm a West LA nigga. So at this point, I'm already almost out of pocket for even answering this question. Like I know how to answer it properly. So I'm gonna just kind of have to do me. Like me personally, I'm not gonna say this in order of generational, but I got to throw that Operation Sackola on that. I fucks with that shit. That's my. I, I was my shit. I, man, I had the poster on my wall. I love that album. Um, and they really busting. Like they really busting on that. And I don't know, man. For the third one, woo. I mean, it's a cross between. Like I'm trying to think, like, like what E40 project would I put in there, right? But then it's oh. like, then it's like, you got motherfuckers like Spice One and Mac Dre to consider about, and I'm an Ant Banks nigga, so I can't really. Oh, it's kind of hard to really do that. But hey, you know what though? It's getting hell of a late, man. We can right. talk for about an hour and a half. Ask me another question, and then I gotta call him, man. I'm getting kind of hungry. All right. Um. What is the question that, uh, that I haven't asked you that you wish that I had asked you so that you could address it? That's a really good question. <laughs> uh, I don't have one right now. So ask me the first shit that comes to your mind, I guess. <laughs> All right, what's your favorite Spice One record? Um, the first one. Um, um, what's it? Uh, Hell, man. 1-800 something or something? 1-870 rope. 1-870 yeah. rope, thank you. That yeah, was that's my, yeah, that's yeah. probably mine as well. Yeah, because they all go, but that shit is like, oh, yikes. Yes. Boy, was just, and, Aunt, and Aunt Banks. Woo. I'm a humongous Ant Banks fan. Like, Ant Banks is, when motherfuckers talk about top producer lists, I'll just say this, like, he's definitely, not to separate, but off top, he's definitely in my top five West Coast producers without even thinking about that. You know what I mean? Like, without even thinking about that. You know, he's right there with Quick and Battle Cat and, and 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 I'm I'm gonna stop there because I don't want to get in my head too much. But just right there, I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave it at that with Banks. Those remaining two spots, because there's a lot of people to throw in there. You know what I mean? And 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 you know, Dr. Dre, Mad Lib, there's, there's other kind of people. But just we are gonna go there. That's probably who it is though. But um, I was gonna say um, but he but yeah, Banks is. But but I was gonna say the thing about Banks though is Banks arguably in my opinion might be top three all time when it comes to live instrument shit that knock that's hip-hop that's not like an afterthought to try to be this or it's not like like he really the musicianship that he brought and the people he brought to in the mix of that shit like that nigga different He's different, man. He's he's like he's a different he's a different animal. And a lot of people that don't, you know, because I remember at the, and back in the day, like, you know, not some people would there were you know there, you know how it is in hip hop. There's some people that don't listen to certain shit because they think of it like some people didn't want to listen to a lot of the Oakland shit because they was like, oh, that they just talking that pimp shit when motherfuckers wanted to just hear like niggas bust lyrical, lyrical, lyrical shit. And even though niggas was being lyrical with it some people perceived it like they wasn't and which was a misperception so i knew a lot of people that wasn't giving that shit the time of the day i'm like man listen to that shit some of the best music on the planet right now but anyways king i'm hungry this was an amazing interview and uh man until next time man have a have a great evening and enjoy uh enjoy dinner and enjoy the rest of your evening uh yes sir and and send me send me the link to this live and i'll post it because this was a good one there's some science in here Thank you very much, sir. Have a great evening. Peace, Billy. Yep. Peace. Great. All right, ladies and gents, that was the one and only uh, Young Hum. I think we're probably going to talk to him again. That was very, very cool. I'm going to go ahead and tap out now because I've got to go do dad stuff. It's getting late my time as well. i got to start making food for kids. Um, so if you have kids that you got to make food for, 
You understand. You understand. All right. Um, I'm sure I'm going to dip out and do a live a little bit later and talk about, I don't know, whatever stuff we're going to talk about today. But uh, peace. Y'all have the greatest evening ever. And uh, tell someone you love that you love them. Or, or don't. But I would recommend that you tell someone that you love that you love them just so that they know at the end of the day, just so they can sleep better. All right. Y'all have the very best. Got show updates. You know what? Show updates. I got, uh, I've got shows coming up, uh, rap shows coming up in Alaska, middle of nowhere, uh, with national touring acts. I'll talk about it a little bit later in the live. Thank you very much. Peace.